Welcome to Life Karma. SB here. Yeah. With a bittersweet symphony. Well, that's sick. I like that. Bittersweet symphony. That's life, they say. That's that's life. That's life. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you. We are glad to have you. Lots of comments on the last uh, episode. A lot of people wondered why we didn't have Emily on that. The rabbit hole? Yeah. Well, that's that's really a good point, because M would go deep into the rabbit oh, hole. Oh, my gosh. I know someone texts me. They're like, Wait, oh, that was a great episode, but why do you have Emily? Because she goes so deep into that rabbit hole. And I'm like, because she does go so deep into yeah, that rabbit hole. That's true. We, we, we did, did not want to deal with that. We probably skipped. We skipped through a couple of rabbit holes, you know, maybe three of them. Here's another reason why we didn't have her on, because she <clears throat> posted on her Instagram, people should wear face masks during sex and avoid kissing says STI charity. She put that up there. So that's pretty awkward. Yeah. Just a little bit. Right. Like I was like, Hmm. Okay, cool. Thanks. Fascinating. Yeah. Cool. Fascinating. <laughs> you know, it's a bittersweet symphony. I thought that was perfect for today because there's a couple things going on, right? There's, yeah, what's bittersweet back to school and back to school. college football pretty much all but canceled. we got the big 10 and the pac 12. Yeah, I don't know what anything that's bitter sucks. Yeah. That's bitter sour. Yeah, but for some people, it's bittersweet. Who's the, who doesn't like college football? Dude, there's a lot of. I know that's hard for. I know. I know. I, well, that's because you played in the South. Okay, there's not yeah. going to be anybody that really understands football. There's no, it's the ACC and the SEC have not announced whether they're no. canceling it or not. No, I think I think honestly, those states would rather people die at the stadiums, and, and this is not. And this is just football's a religion to them. Football is a religion to them. Period. Oh yeah. I lived right? a long time in the South, so yeah. I mean, football's a religion. It's it's um, you, and, and you play it from a very young age, and it is your religion. Sundays, Saturdays, Mondays, football. Yeah, they have uh, they have stadiums that little league kids play in, like five, ten, like they built stadiums and stuff. Yeah, that are bigger than our high school and yeah, even it's junior crazy. college. Stadiums. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it, it's a religion. Yeah, it is. I really dig it's it. It's a religion. But yeah, that's where my kids learned how to play footballs in the South, and they pulled it over. They brought it here to Utah, and their passion was pretty unmatched. Do you but, think? Do you think I'm wrong when I say it's a religion for football in the South? No, not at all. Not at all. I think it's totally a religion. Yeah. But this back to school stuff is creating all sorts of. I guess in Georgia, if you talk about the South, they've already started school. Yes. Right, and there's um, a lot of controversy around that. Wasn't there a kid suspended because he took pictures of a crowded call? Yeah, yeah. Of the hallway. And then he was non-suspended. Yeah, <laughs> he was suspended and non, non-suspended. Oh, it's like stop telling on us, kid. Oops, we got caught. You're unsuspended. It's so bad, so bad. I don't get it. Well, people just they just hide behind facades. No one's authentic anymore. Well, it's just bad. I think here in Davis County, of all counties. They're all you on two days a week. Yeah, two days a week. Not telling us why either, by the way. Well, yeah. Well, they're trying to reduce the classroom size by half. Yeah, but Davis County doesn't even have like a real COVID problem. No, we're not a hot spot. That's no. for certain. No. So it's just like, okay, I want to sue you then. That's what I'm thinking. I've had a lot of people <clears throat> contact me about suing Davis County School District. Yeah, well, Kim is one of those parents that's all over this, man. She's excited about blended learning, and I'm like, okay, I'm glad you're excited. But she was a home... When we lived in the South, Kim was a homeschooler. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was, it's the two best years of her life and the two worst years of my life. I know. I brought, I, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, every waking moment was some kind of school project. Oh. My kids got a lot ahead. They got ahead in school a lot. Well, I came over just to, you know, the Kim highlight of the day for me is I come over and bring some uh, keto cheesecake for Sam. By the way, it was unbelievably good. Yeah. And I was only going to have one bite until he said it had no sugar, low sugar and low carb. Low carb. And I'm like, well, shit, this tastes really good. I don't want to eat it all. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Kim, you want to try it? She's all, no, I'm having vegetables for dinner. And so I don't want to ruin that. She always has vegetables for dinner. <laughs> like, yeah, me like, neither. You're going to have a piece of celery and a cracker there, honey? Yeah, me neither. My wife is very petite, very thin, oh very gosh. petite. I'm like, I, on the other hand, am... Not petite. I'm a large man. You're a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. Yeah, well, you know, I guess when you graduate from school and you get your doctorate or master's or whatever, you don't have to go back to school anymore. But it seems like I go back to school every week. I'm, I learn... I learned from my failures every week. Oh, Judas. So I knew you were going to be like, oh, he's going positive self-help on me. And he's going to blow me up. <laughs> and you just said Judas. As soon as I said that, I'm, I'm like trying to make it a positive metaphor. And you just like, you were just horrified. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to do oh, that again. Crap. I am a motivational speaker. Yeah, I know. No, no. Like, trust me, Sam has motivated me like several times to but, do a lot of crazy things. But I I'm not motivating him today. <laughs> oh, it's not that. It's just like, here's here, okay. Here's why I said Judas. Because I honestly, because I was like, oh crap, he's had a bad day. If he, if you say at the beginning of the podcast, I, you know, I learned from a lot of these bad things or these mistakes. Or I go to school. I'm like, oh shoot, he's had a bad one. He no, I'm just had trying. A bad week. He's had a bad one. I had I had a little rough spatch about a couple hours ago, but I'm See, doing all right. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, see, I was like, oh, boy, poor guy. Yeah. That's why I was, I was like, crap. I, really, I'm saying Judas because I won't be, I won't be able to be as negative as I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so heaven forbid I have a back-to-school metaphor that means oh. something more than literally going back to school. Yeah. Well, no, I like it. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you more. Yes. Most people try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and try and fail and go insane. They quit or they and 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 they lose their minds and uh, and to get out of that black hole of try fail suckdom, you need to learn, course correct, and adjust. Right? Learn, course correct, adjust, and then win. Or burn it down. Or burn it down, which would be anarchy. And that's really. <laughs> I read this headline today. There's courses in anarchy. Of course there is. Like, you can take course. a course in healthy anarchy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but anarchy has never been a healthy thing. You yeah. know, like, tell, tell, tell me what California school is offering that because it's got to be some liberal California school. I, I have no idea. But it just seems really back to school and learn how to be an anarchist. That's a little special. It's got to be Cal Berkeley. I'm calling you out right now. I love that. I love Cal Berkeley. I do too. They're a great school. Very good. Really, but very liberal. Though. Oh, yeah. Their students lived in trees at one point. <laughs> <laughs> they lived in trees? Yes. You, yeah, in the 70s. Uh, 
and the uh, the kids that yeah they were. Like, I promise you, some LSD was involved. Oh, in that. for sure. But like this, the, the teachers thought it was great. Like look at our look at our students. They're just like protesting so well, and living in the trees and being one with nature. And it's like what the, what the what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Your students are idiots up in those trees. That's crazy. You can find pictures online of it. It's actually pretty. <clears throat> it's actually pretty funny. And I'm like, yeah, you couldn't pay me enough. I wouldn't fit on a branch. I would not fit on a branch. Neither would I. I would break the limb. I would break the branch and come crashing down to the ground. And you can't get a blow-up mattress from Amazon. There you go. Yeah, I go to Yellowstone to sleep on a in a cabin, beautiful oh. cabin. To sleep on a blow-up mattress that Sam halfway does, through yeah. the evening just sort of lost its air. Sam does sacrifice a lot for his family that I would not sacrifice for my family. <laughs> yeah. I got in an argument with Kim because I was like, I hate yard work and I hate the house. I hate fixing things on the house. I hate it. I hate it. I suck at it. And I'd rather just pay someone to do it. Yes. We got in a big old argument. She goes, I'm not going to, no comment. I will not comment on that. And I'm like, I can't tell you how I that I hate something and that I'm not complaining about it. I'm just, I'm just irritated and right. I will have no comment, no comment on that. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm in trouble. You are, and I was uh, in trouble, of course. Well, yeah, she thought you were probably trying to incite her. Well, exactly. In the end, as we had the clearing conversation, it was like, you want me to go to work outside the home? Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? And, uh, you want me to go out and make money and, uh, and then she gave me like these three other things. I'm like, w I can tell you right now, I had no intention of sending you that signal when yeah. I said I hate doing yard work and but they don't stuff around you. the house. They don't believe you. No, she'd be like, well, I'd hope you love that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh you'd hope gosh. that I'd love that kind of stuff? Like, where does that come from? Like, who, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm going to call all the men out there that love yard work and love fixing things. I'm calling bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't see how you could love it. Because that's because you don't love it. You, yeah. you and I are in the same camp on that. Yeah, so that's 100%. We're batting 100% right now. <laughs> it's like, there's no way. I hate them. Do you know someone, like, tell me honestly, do you know someone that sincerely loves it? They say they love it. No, no, no. Sincerely. I don't know any man that loves doing no. shit around that. No, house. they lie. It's like, okay, cool. I'm glad that you've tricked your mind into thinking that's how you want to spend your Saturdays. That's fantastic. Congrats. I hate it. I hate it with a freaking passion. Yeah, we share that passion. We were passionate about not being passionate about yard work and fixing the house. I'll tell you what, I've been back to school. Okay, figuratively, this whole pandemic put me back to school. Oh, absolutely. Go back to school. Practicing a different way, practicing law a different way. Yeah, you've had to do a lot of Zoom stuff. A lot of Zoom stuff and learn how to argue and actually communicate better and stuff over Zoom. And yeah. It, so you've been back to school. Been We've back been to back to school. school for four months, all of us. Yeah. yeah. We've all had to go back to school. Yep. You know, and my kids, they switched to a charter school so they can go every day. That's good. That but, was good. But then... Where are their friends going to school? But I guess it doesn't matter with your kids because they play sports and they're. Do you think are... Emily cared about that? No, no, she wanted them in school five days a week. <laughs> part of that was for their benefit, and part of that was for her break, maybe. Both <clears throat> mutual benefit, mutual benefit. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It does. 
Oh, back to school. Back to school, back to school. So back to school, we're not going to have sport. Going back to school in the Pac-10 and the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, no football this fall. So I've heard this argument, and you could actually probably... You could probably tell us a lot more about this. And it's becoming from a lot of the student athletes saying, if you don't have football, <clears throat> and I'm sure this applies to a lot of sports, that a lot of these athletes are going to go back to the, the wrong parts of town, so to speak. They're going to go back to COVID hotspots. They're right. safer in school playing football than they are back in their home. Okay. So why are these state schools doing this? Because they already have immunity from lawsuits. I don't get it then. Because I agree with I you. I think it's political. I don't think, I mean, it's definitely not economic. Well, it's, it's, no. Because they're going to lose millions and million, billions, billions of dollars. Yeah. So I want to say these ADs, I'm like, okay, cancel it. Well, I want to cancel your freaking salary. Yeah. Like, and then, then let's see how much you want to cancel. Yeah, back at Georgia Tech, our people are just taking huge cuts in salary, and they're like, we're, we're having budget shortfalls. It's a, you know, it's a challenge. How much you want to bet they're... I, I, this is what I think. I think they think that Biden's going to get in and then they're going to be bailed out schools on all their money shortages, unless they're private schools. Well, I don't know. Who knows? But well, I guess people that are making those decisions don't love sport and competitive. No, they don't because no, 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 no. I don't think they really do because I, I mean, I have not met an ultra liberal and that no offense. That love sports. Oh, that's because it's competitive. Oh, shoot. And you have to work hard and to be separate yourselves from others. And, you know, you have to give effort. Well, that's what be accountable. I know. I know. That's why I hate that when everyone says everyone gets a trophy. I hate that. I want my kids to learn that you have to work and that sports. Guess what? It's not fun all the time. Yeah. The biggest disservice you can do to your children is give everybody a trophy. When I was playing, like, have you ever played chess or checkers with your kids? Yeah. Have you ever let them win? No. Me neither. No. no Never I let them win. smash their brains. I'm like, nope, you're not gonna, I'm not going to let you win. You can beat me fair and square, but I'm not going to let you win. Yeah. Drake said to me the other day, he said, I'm going to make more money than you someday. And I said, good luck. <laughs> I said, you know, I hope you do. I really do. But I'm not going to just let you do that. No, because as you're making money, I always make making more money. And then he said, fine, I won't make more than you. I said, see, boom, boom, boom. There's the freaking problem. I said to him, there's the problem. Yeah, you gave up. You're you're already giving up because I challenged you. So you were taking him back to school before school started. Yeah, I was like, take that, sucker. Yes. Like, why, why do my children think that I would let them make more money than me purposefully? I don't, I don't know. You know obviously. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think women understand men's ego and pride. I, I, don't, think, I don't think my children understand my ego. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so true. That's true. I, don't think, my dad, I didn't beat my dad in chess until I was like, I think, 18. Yeah, it took me a while. I was probably in and my I remember teens. it though. It was yeah. worth it. I used to play chess with my dad, and I, it's a big deal when I beat him. Yeah, and it was worth it, right? Like it was an accomplishment. Oh, yeah, well, you'd never get good at chess unless you played to get your butt kicked, unless you learned from failure. That's the whole thing. You learn from the way you go back to school is from learning from failure. 
And what I don't see going on in our economy and our government right now is learning from failure. The last four months have been a failure in many, many ways in, in uh, properly caring for our elderly in nursing homes has been a huge failure. What do we learn from that? How can we never allow that to happen again? What are we doing because of that? See, and this is part of the problem I have with Trump is he's just throwing money at stuff. He's just throwing money. Under the current unemployment uh, insurance, uh, a couple that both work could could potentially get up to 140000 a year from unemployment insurance with what the Good. state has kicked in. Why would you ever work if that's the case? Bingo. Like that... that, that, that Everybody wins. Everybody gets a trophy. And the, and let's just take this down to a very simple point here. Okay. When, when you're supplementing people like that, and I get that there are real people that need that, but I guarantee you there's a lot of people that don't need it that are getting it. Yeah. Well, then you're just subsidizing lifestyle. Right. But let's not forget who that goes to. Okay. That goes to paying mortgages who are owned by private banks, which are charging interest. Which are making money. Which are making money on money on money. Then it goes to the Federal Reserve, which is owned by private banks, not the federal government. And it makes the Federal Reserve more powerful than the United States of America. Wow. So we're giving money to people, borrowing it from the Federal Reserve, giving it to people who are then paying interest and it going back to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve is going to get paid back by our taxes. Guess what? They need someone needs to go back to school and clean up all that shit. That's a mess. You know, I like the way. You know, I'm sorry. This is going to be um, for you people who are religious in nature. The Mormon Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, they have a way of helping people that has is the right way to help people. They'll help you. They may come in, they may pay your mortgage for a month or two, and they may help you with groceries. They, they'll help you with whatever you need, but then you're going to be expected to work. And we have welfare farms all over the country. And I remember when I was a kid, when I was 16, 17, I was staying with my dad, and my, he died, and it was brutal. I was living in an apartment across from UNLV. Church came in, and I don't think I was even Mormon. I wasn't even Mormon. <laughs> and came in, paid for a couple months' rent, bought some, filled the cabinets with groceries, and and then they asked me to work on a farm for like every Saturday for a few months. I'm like, yeah, what well, doesn't suck about that? Until I could get on my feet again, they were there, and but then I had to do something in return. And uh, this is the problem with our welfare system: is it, it's it's not it, we need more of a workfare system, not a welfare system, because when you have a welfare system, you destroy people's self-esteem yeah. you create dependency and you know as mortals we're trying to get from dependency to independency to interdependency right and what what's happening is you, you're, you're you're we're going backwards you're forcing people to go backwards to be solely dependent on the government and that's not a good thing no and this is why i think <clears throat> Here's my idea for getting out of a situation like this. And, and I want you to poke holes at this because I don't know if it would really work or not. But let's say instead of giving the unemployment insurance, the extra $400, $600 or whatever, we gave tax breaks to big companies but said, okay, we'll give you this much of a tax break, but you have to hire this many people. Right. Yeah. And that would stimulate the economy more. 
Right. Well, then you'd be getting income tax. You'd be getting all kinds of tax. I think a form of that happened in the first round of stimulus. In which, what, 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 in well, like now. at our company, we had um, we received some COVID money, but it was a grant that we didn't have to pay back as long as we kept everybody employed for ninety days. Right, but what? Uh, I guess I I'd like so. To I mean, know. we 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 did that, and and we lost millions of dollars. But we didn't fire anybody, and we have you know two thousand employees in the state of Utah, maybe five thousand in the country. So um, that I thought was pretty i thought that was stimulating the economy and kept people working i guess my problem is it, it that my, i agree with you that did that saved a ton of people's jobs so to um, me that was pretty sound policy but like let me, a, let me poke a hole in it for a second please though. so and as money borrowed from the federal reserve right what so this is where i need to talk to someone that like i guess an economist or something like so if you instead of giving that money to your company to keep all those employees. What if America came to them and said, hey, we're not gonna charge you in taxes what you would have to pay if you kept all those employees? Oh, I see, you give them a tax relief. Yes. If they kept their employees. Yes. Instead of giving them money. Right, so instead of well, the problem borrowing with that, so, money. So when you borrow money, right, and you put it back in the economy, and generates revenue people have to pay taxes on that revenue so, yeah. so it like whips back to the it whips back to the government somehow um and um but um i don't know i don't know if i'm smart enough to understand all that macroeconomics uh economy stuff no. like it's pretty big stuff and uh, i don't have a analytical team just, of people I just think back to 2008 and 2009 when everyone's homes were being foreclosed on and all, I mean, the banks had no incentive to really try and work with the people because all those loans were backed by the federal government. So they weren't going to lose money. They weren't going to lose money. Actually, they were going to make money because they're going to foreclose on these homes, get them back at a steal. And then sell them for a profit. Then sell them for a profit. Right. There's bad. no incentive. When something is federally guaranteed, motivation goes out. Just, yeah. like, just like welfare, right? Like Matt, you know. There are people, obviously, that get on welfare and very work very hard and get back out of there, whatever. But there's a lot that work the system. Oh, of course. And it's the same thing with the big banks. I'm sorry. That's what they do. They, I mean, it, it's a smart, quote-unquote, business decision. Hey, let's foreclose on this. It's federally guaranteed anyways. We're going to get bailed out. And then we'll just hold it and sell it. Yeah. That's pretty freaky. I need to go back to school when it comes to all that. I would love to go back for economics. Yeah, I had a lot of economics in school. Microeconomics, macroeconomics. So are you going to, like, what, what's the consequence for you with college football canceled? I mean, to you personally. Like, I don't get to watch TV games. Like, for me personally, I maybe go to one or two games a year, fly to yeah. Atlanta, so I won't fly back to Atlanta twice. I won't stay in a hotel. I won't get a rent a car. How about your happiness? I. I will be sad. It will really affect my happiness. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like, I love watching Georgia Tech, man. Like, it's my freaking, like, in the fall when the weather starts to change and football's not there, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. Can I tell you, I have to admit something right now. What's that? <laughs> you know, we've talked on the show about our first encounter when I moved in. Right. And I, yeah, and I you, jacked with you, you and told me, you all this yeah, terrible stuff. Yeah, you told me stuff. you were playing for Georgia Tech and... Do you know how bad, like, 
Emily had to stop me from buying a flagpole to put in my front yard and fly a Georgia flag. Really? I wanted to so bad. You should have. Then we would have had a more, we would have probably been friends faster. No. Because I would have said, I would have went up to your house and I would have knocked on the door. And I said, are you, did you go to UGA? I'd be like, no. Do you like UGA? Oh, hell yeah. And then I'm going to say, I would say this, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. (laughs) And I would have walked away. (laughs) I would have dressed all my children in Georgia. And then my, my boys in the middle of the night. And I wouldn't even have to tell them this. They would shimmy up that flagpole and get that damn son, that Georgia thing, and they would burn it to the damn ground. It'd be a Cause, war. Because to hell with Georgia in this household. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to All my tech peeps, man. I wanted to start a war. Yeah, well, you would have had. To, I would have taken you back to school, the school of rivalries, and you know. But uh, fortunately, we didn't get. We got, we got started off on a bad enough note, man, yeah. as it was. Yeah. That's that amazing. You know, if I would have predicted you would have brought me over cheesecake five years ago, probably not ever predicted that. Oh, fuck that. no. I'd, I'd be like, you had to put it in his face. Smash <laughs> out his face is what I'm bringing yeah, it over for. Yeah, or you would have put some laxative in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> That's funny. So, got no college football, which is, uh, well, we're hoping for some resemblance. Everybody seems to think they can make college football happen in the spring. And I'm like. There's no way. And then they can play again in the fall. That's messed up. Yes, I don't. I don't know. It's gone. It's done. It's done. Last time they call it canceled college football was in World War One or two. World War Two, nineteen forty-two. So it's been a while, eighty years. It's just like uh, I, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm I, the whole pandemic thing, and it made me realize a couple of things. I miss <clears> sports, <throat> professional sports, but I miss watching my kids play sports more. Oh yeah, I totally. I miss since my kids have grown. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I miss is watching them play competitive sports. Isn't that crazy? If oh, someone shit. would have told me that as like a eighteen, nineteen year old, you'd never believed it. No, no, I'd be like, "What the frick do I want to watch them play sports?" Yeah. Well, it all ends, you know. The sports ends eventually, no right. matter how far you go. But still, I I would have never guessed I w- that would be the thing I missed the most when it came to sports. Right. Was that your kids? Your like kids, kids stuff, yeah. You know, it sucks driving them everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you do? But you see, you see, here's the thing. I think one of the reasons you like your kids in sport is it's really hard these days to teach your kids in the culture that we live in really good, high-character things. And sport can teach you that you know if you if you're not prepared and you get your butt kicked in sport because you gave up or you're in terrible shape or you didn't do what you needed to do there's powerful lessons taught in sport and um, lessons you can't necessarily replicate outside of sport especially team sports you know really i've done well in my corporate life because i work well with others (laughs) where i learned to work well with others is through competitive sport in the right. huddle, right? Right. And the people that don't work well with others or can't communicate to others, can't inspire people, they don't they don't do well. You know, they just they they are dismal. Or if they 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 may do well, but they're miserable people. I don't know what it is, but I think I'm gonna miss the, I'm missing I'm gonna miss that. I think women in general work better with others. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Men have this kind of piss and vinegar they have to show up and 
So what is it about sports that teaches you how to better work with other individuals as a man? Because I feel like women naturally have that talent. Well, as a man, I, well, I go back to the construct of the huddle in the huddle. If everyone was the same size, same speed, good at the same thing, you would suck, yeah, <laughs> right? right? In the huddle, you need big giant men to make way for smaller men that, uh, are fast and agile and, and uh, you need a, a really good playmaker who's a quarterback. And, and there's a lot of things, a lot of differences in a lot of people. And your differences matter less because you're all united around a goal. Right. And you learn that at sport, right? To this day, some of my closest friends were I met in the huddle, in the football huddle. Mm -hmm. And uh, your greatest enemies probably on the other huddle. Yeah, I don't remember. You know, to be honest, I don't remember my enemies no but at the time i guess yeah that's probably like, true I well i do remember herschel walker <laughs> and i do remember eddie meat cleaver weaver <laughs> for georgia and i do remember the fridge and i do remember lawrence taylor oh, and I, do, I mean i do i played against we played against a lot of lt lt a lot of badass players and uh i do remember them lt was amazing he was, dude. LT. He was he was badass. One of the greatest outside linebackers ever to play the game. So let me just bring let me bring this idea of the huddle to a close. So oh, sorry, sorry. So it was competitive sport that taught me to be selfless, to help each other, to trust one another, to work hard. Because when you suffer together, there's something that pulls you together to do great things together. And when you learn that in the huddle, you can apply it to almost anything in your life. Kind of switching gears here a little bit, a couple crazy things that are going on in our world to maybe help people. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you and I can argue about this, but um, <clears throat> so on uh, zerohedge.com, do you ever read zero, zerohedge.com? No. Okay. So shipments of 20,000 fake IDs from China have been seized by the feds ahead of the election. It's <laughs> one of their articles. Oh my gosh. 20,000, I mean, you got to think that's the tip of the iceberg, right? 20,000 fake IDs. So, so let me just, China, we, the feds have seized, I think it was like two, I can't remember, like two, I can't remember how many pounds of hair that China shipped. And the U.S. was able to seize it. What, why are they shipping hair? Well, you know the market for like wigs and stuff right okay right so they were shipping hair for wigs it's very valuable and they think that's from um, them shaving the heads of their the muslims there that they've put in these camps to make clothes and whatever <clears throat> and now we've seized fake ids they have sold us um they're trying to sell us gold that was only gold plated we found out and was not pure gold like it was supposed to be so i mean I feel like China is just like having fun with us. Oh, they don't. Yeah. They're just messing with us. They just right? do whatever the hell they want. So I, I, I just, anyways, whatever. Oh, here's, here's something that I took a picture of. What school teaches children? There's five things. Oh, in the spirit of back to school, what does school teach children? And I have a problem with some of these. Maybe <clears throat> even all of them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we could argue about these actually. Number one, truth comes from authority oh that's not true no but that's what they teach our kids yeah just tell that to the fbi who said there was no <laughs> with the fisa stuff 
Dude, I, speaking of, I saw on uh, Twitter this teacher, this teacher legitimately arguing that doesn't want to have um, school um, through the computers, right? Through Zoom and stuff because he legitimately said, what do we do about those parents that will be listening in when we're trying to teach these kids to not be, to, to not be homophobic, phobic, transphobic, and like list all these things that some people might consider bad for their kids. You know what I mean? Religion. Teach moral to teach moral stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Religion is bad and all these kinds of things. And I'm like, what, what gives you the right to tell my kid those things? Yeah. Truth does not come from authority. No. No. Truth comes from God. Right. This is why I like this. Truth comes from principles. Well, truth tr- well, truth comes from a lot of different things, but it doesn't right. come Scientific from method discovers truth. Yeah, physics, uh, physics logic. Right. Right. There's all kinds of things. But right? all you have to do is go to people in authority and and just look at how many people lie in authority. It's ridiculous. No. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's ridiculous. So school teaches our children to conform intellectually and socially. Yeah, true. That's not good. Not good. What, like, why can't a school just like, this is a problem I have with American history, right? Like, teach us the good and the bad about American history. Don't just teach us one yeah. side. They teach us the hero side, not the yes. other side, right? I think that's the problem with history. Yes. Right? Yeah, the winners get to write it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's true. You got to look at, when you're looking at history, what I've learned about history is you have to take it in contextual um framework you have to look at what the ideas and the norms were at the time right right and that helps history a lot and a lot of people like to go back in history and put the norms and morals of today in that framework and yeah and uh to prove their point one way or the other and i'm like you're not looking at the you're not looking at both sides no. that would be the point right well, yeah and I, and I got one one example for you that i've that changed my mind because i used to be so against that we dropped atomic bombs on japan right <clears throat> two of them and then i heard colin powell say something interesting about it first one of course we had pearl harbor so we're in a time of war number one that's number one number two it's he he said this on a show i was watching he said that looking back at that event we probably saved at least a million or two million lives of our soldiers of our boys so what is worse right our boys dying, or yes, we killed women and children by dropping this bomb. But it's I don't not, know. I mean, that's, it's a, not that's simple. It's not no, simple. It's not that's simple my point. Is it's not simple. Yeah. But it's the only time that we can look back, though, in history, if you give us the good and the bad, and actually make make a good make, judgment about yeah, it. Like yeah. Make a judgment. Yeah. Like actually use our our higher thinking. Yeah. Make an informed, be informed about it. Right. 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 So what's the third thing? Back to school, third thing. Intelligence is the ability to remember and repeat. Yeah, that's. Not, I don't agree with any of these things. I know. I know. That's why I got. That's why I took a picture of this. Of course, because, because it's not. Yeah. Right. Intelligence. Intelligence has to do with creatively solving problems, actively meeting new situations, not not remembering Criti- and repeating. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. That's exact. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, intelligence right? is critical thinking. Yeah, and the critical thinking is defined as actively meeting new situations, not remembering and repeating. Right, and that's what our, and that's what this brand is all about, right? That's what we're all about. It's critical all about. thinking. Critical thinking. We don't want you to remember and repeat. We don't need statistics. We don't need. We want the statistics to help the conversation. We don't want the statistics to end the conversation. 
That's really profound. That's some profound shit right there. Right? I mean, that's what we want. Yeah. Because how many times has these COVID statistics been twisted and turned a hundred million different ways, right? And, and to the fact that people don't even want to wear a mask, or they do, or they don't, or I yeah, just, it just every twenty minutes. It just confuses so. everybody. This is what pissed me off. I watched on the on the news the other day. Freaking school superintendent gets on, and and says this. This is all the parents' fault that it's only two days a week because they refused to wear masks back in March and April. I'm like. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Because if you remember back in March, Dr. Fauci told us not to wear a mask because they didn't help. And then switch 60 days later and I'm supposed to listen to da, 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 da. It's like, you're just trying to cast blame on someone else. You're not using critical thinking. You want to look back at the history and decide what's right and wrong. Right, right, right. Ooh, I got fired up. I feel your t- intensity. That pissed me off. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's my fault. Well, it's because it's ignorance. That's why I pissed you off. Guys like, I didn't get COVID. I didn't give it to anybody. Yeah. So how the frick is it my problem? Yeah. What's the fourth thing? Mm, where was the other one? I think uh, non. <laughs> this is good. Non non compliance is punished. Oh yeah, that's true. But out of non compliance have come a lot of good things too. Right. The problem with non compliance is, um, what if they want you to be compliant to something morally wrong? That's what I mean. But it's rewarded in school. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really teach you how to be individual and how to creatively think and how to be an in. They don't teach you how to be an individual and how to creatively think in school. It's not re- no, because it's not rewarded. I think back in my schooling, you had to write a paper a certain way to get an A. Mm-hmm. You had to look at the issues a certain way to get an A. Now, with math, I get it, right? Math are, are exactly right answers. But is there really right answers in any other thing other than math and chemistry even, and math and the sciences chemistry. typically? Yeah, but even chemistry, physics, all those things are cha- biology are changing all the time. That's true. It's true. Speaking of, did you see that? Um, I know I'm such a tangent person, but um, I'm going to pull you back to the last thing about what we're going to talk about back to school thing. But go ahead and go on this tangent. Ancestry.com got sold for five point four billion. To a private equity firm? You gotta be kidding me. So they now have 37 million people's DNA? A private equity firm? Wow. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Blackstone. That's not the best one to be sold to either. That name conjures up born identity stuff. That name conjures up just like not good feelings. But. I will conform. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, sorry, bring me back. Sorry. <clears throat> so what's this last thing that we're gonna talk about about back to school that the school teaches you you can't learn other places? Like, isn't that the topic? I think that was the fifth one. Conform intellectually and socially. Noncompliance is punished. Accurate memory and repetition are rewarded. Uh, intelligence is the ability to remember and repeat, and truth comes from authority. Those are the five. Okay. Well, that's some that's some serious bullshit right there. Yeah. So if your kids are, are, are uh, this is where I have to tell my kids all the time. I'm like, look at it from another point of view. Look at it from me. I'm going to challenge you for a second. Right. Which is critical thinking. Which is critical thinking because the the, the others is not going to get you where you want to be. No. If everybody thinks the same thing, Judas, where are you going to get an original idea? 
or not? Or are you going to get art? <clears throat> yeah. You won't have art. You won't have art. You won't have sports. You don't have sports. You don't have technology. You won't have anything. You don't have technology. You don't have the sale of Ancestry.com to Blackstone. For $5.3 billion. Yeah. 37 million people's DNA. And then I think back and I'm like, oh yeah, the church gave us free memberships to Ancestry.com. That's weird. Anyways. Are we, anyway, anything else you want to talk about? No, this? are we there? Where are we at? Well, we got another noise. couple minutes, you know. God, dude, I got so much I could talk about, like just so, weird stuff. What life. would close us out for this notion of back to school, literally and figuratively? That's what we've talked about today. Reward your kids for thinking differently. That's good. Reward them for coming up with original, even if they're completely wrong. Help them develop that part of their brain. Help them actively meet new situations, creatively think. And come up with different solutions. Right. As you age yourself, actively meet new situations yourself. Yeah. Be continually learning. Be creative. Take time to be creative every day. The one way, and I'll give this a short example of one way I've done it with my kids. And I'm not saying this is the only way, duh. But there's the way, as I said, okay, hey, guys, if someone steals something from Walmart, let's say a Coke, how long should they be in jail? Or should they even go to jail? And your kids will come up with the most profound answers. <laughs> That's great. And it's fascinating I'm to sure. listen. So give us an example. I said to Jax, I said, did you know if you committed a felony, you can't vote for president anymore? And he's all, what? And I said, yeah, do you think that's right? And he's all, well, I don't know. Did they murder someone or did they just steal or did they like... So he's asking these questions. Yes. Yeah. He's really trying to process it. Yeah. And I said, well, do you know it's hard for a convicted felon to get a job? He's like, what? Well, what do, we, what do they do then? Do they just automatically become homeless? I'm like... Yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of them, them do. do. Yeah. I said, so how do we fix that? I'm going to put that on you. I need you to fix that. Yeah. And then... How, do, you re, how do we get felons reintegrated into society? Yeah. And so he came... He literally came back to me two weeks later. I, I kid you not. He said, Dad, I've been thinking about that. I think the government should give them a job for a month... And then let them get a regular job. And then if they mess up again, then, yeah, they're going to have to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Jax, like, that's genius. At least, at least he's <clears throat> thinking, right? At least he's realizing there's a problem and there's not just one way to solve that's it. That's really good. So I guess if there's anything I want to share with our audience as we depart today, make every day back to school, not just the fall. Amen. And... Critical, right. critical thinking. Critical thinking. That's how you go back to school every day. Bittersweet symphony, right? Yes. Bittersweet Here we go. Symphony. I mean, who knew that that was going to work out? Life Karma out. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>